Hello, beautiful humans. First of all, thank you for listening to Crone by Design, a Dash of Everything podcast. I'm your host, Miranda Meyer McCarty, and in this podcast, I talk about and further the discussion and dissecting of various topics that can be qualified as taboo to mass media, where being a little open-minded and an educated conversation can solve this misunderstanding. Also, I like to talk about a diverse set of topics that might inspire you to want to learn more about or just have a better understanding of what that topic is. This week has been a mad rush of amazing things. Last weekend, I had a great time at the Potter's Festival, and I just want to say thank you so much for everyone who used my birthday discount in the shop on the 4th. And then wrapping up the end of this week, I was packing up and we traveled all the way to Asheville, North Carolina. So it's really exciting to say that I'm recording this episode as my husband and I are currently in Asheville, North Carolina. We are here to celebrate our first wedding anniversary and to also celebrate Lonnie's birthday. We planned this trip with a few of his sons and they surprised us with inviting a few of their friends that Lonnie truly connects with as well. We are actually, that's why I'm recording now, because we will be attending the Burn Pile Beer Festival that is hosted by Burial. And so I'm trying to record this episode before the impending hangover. But that being said, we absolutely love Asheville. And if we won the lottery, we would move here in a heartbeat. The people, the history, the culture, the food, the beer, everything is just so unique and beautiful. As we're going into the third week of October, I wanted to dip our toes into a topic that is a nod to Halloween, or as some may celebrate it as Samhain. We are going to be discussing the history, symbolism, and difference between one of the most popular symbols in witchcraft, the pentagram. I know practically everyone has seen the symbol from Halloween decorations to witchy shops and beyond. People have varied reactions when they have come across a pentagram, as they will either shrink away or afraid of the symbol, think it is a representation of dark evil, Satan, and hell. Or people might just shrug it off and continue with their lives. Then there are people who love to incorporate this symbol into their lives, their decor, their clothing. So this episode is taking a dive into the subject of the pentagram, so you have a better understanding and maybe even respect for the symbol. So as we're dipping our toes into the pentagram, I wanted to briefly stop and pause and tell the difference between a pentagram versus a pentacle. So a pentagram is a star with five points. A pentacle is a five-pointed star such as a pentagram, but it is enclosed with a circle and a representation of unities or cycles. So an easy way to remember the difference between a pentagram and a pentacle is that a pentacle, which has a letter C in it, is surrounded by a circle. So as we dive into the history of the pentagram, of course everything is depending on what religion or ideology you subscribe to are also different ways in which people view the pentagram. A great article that I found on the subject is written by Jen from Dual Crossroads, and they even broke everything down into a YouTube video about the subject, 
and that I will include both the episode and the YouTube video in the episode description below so you can check it out on your own time. But I was able to find a lot of the history really broken down from that article. The pentagram goes back as far as 3000 BCE. This symbol has been found on artifacts from Mesopotamia by the ancient Greeks and was used for religious practice by ancient Babylonians. The pentagram was also present in early Christianity for over 500 years. They used the five points as representations of the five wounds of Christ. They used the symbol to also symbolize the beginning and the end, otherwise known in Christianity as the Alpha and the Omega, as it can be drawn with one continuous stroke. Also, in Judaism, the pentagram was the official seal of Jerusalem at around 300 to 150 BCE. In the Jewish Kabbalistic tradition, the pentagram represents justice, mercy, wisdom, understanding, and transcendent splendor. Sorry about that. For the Sumerians, it represents the vault of heaven which was Jupiter, Mars, Mercury, Saturn, and Venus. The Greek mathematician and philosopher Pythagoras, the pentagram represents the elements, earth, air, fire, and water, and was spirit placed on the top. His followers, the Pythagoreans, saw it as a mathematical perfection, which would later come to be known as the golden ratio. How the pentagram is most likely to have started to get a negative connotation would be around the start of the inquisitions of the Catholic Church, an attempt to remove heresy from the masses. And just to give a little definition of heresy, it is any belief or opinion contrary to orthodox religious doctrine, especially when it comes to Christianity. When the pentagram was really torn away from Christianity was during the inquisitions of the Catholic Church. So to give a very brief history lesson, this is not every very detailed, this is, this is just a brief summary and timeline to help us understand the attacks of these people of who subscribed to this religion. There was many deaths, murders, just complete chaos. And so I really want to give respect for those subjects, so that's why I'm just keeping it to a limited timeline as there was a lot going on during this time that I bet there is podcast episodes that just talk about the Inquisitions. So to begin off, we're going to start with the first Inquisition. It started in 1184 by Pope Lucius III. The second is the Medieval Inquisition of 1231 by Pope Gregory. And the third, and the most famous one, is the Spanish Inquisition, which was from 1478 to 1834. And like I said, many people were slaughtered during these times. This is a very heavy topic, so I'm just very brief. And of course, if you are interested in this, I highly encourage you to do your own research and dive into it as there was a lot and a lot of lives lost during this time. So this also was a time when the pentagram has been such reprimanded 
for being a symbol widely used and now how people turned it into a symbol of evil, even though it is, it is not, <laughs> it's not. So moving away from the inquisitions in 1855 was when the pentagram was solidified with evil connotations. Former Roman Catholic priest and occult writer Alphonse Louis, Louis Constant, with his pen name Elphos Levi, and I'm going to butcher, butcher this up and I will write it in the show notes so you can copy and paste it and read more if you would like. It was the title was Dogme et Ritual de la Haute Magie which was translated into English by Arthur Edward Waite, who is the co-creator of the Rider and Waite tarot deck, as Transcendental Magic. In his book, Alphonse wrote that a reverse pentagram with two points projecting upwards is a symbol of evil and attracts sinister forces. This was the first time it was documented that a pentagram was connected with evil forces. In 1966, American author, musician, and occultist Anton Lavey established the Church of Satan. Ironically, the church isn't full of Satan worshippers, but actually atheists, who attributed the word for Satan with the original Hebrew word Satan, meaning adversary. They do not believe in the entity of Satan and instead paint the perception of Satan as an archetype for pride, individualism, and rebellion to Abrahamic faiths. In 1968, Levy released an album with the sigil of, I'm going to slaughter this, Bathmot, B-A-P-H-O-M-E-T, on the cover with an introverted, in, sorry, inverted pentacle with the head of a goat in the center, circled around with by Hebrew letters. And this immediately became the church's symbol. Fast forwarding, the last nail in the coffin of the pentagram being associated with evil was the attention it got and of course still receives today from media. In the 1970s and 80s, there was a mutual rise in highly publicized serial killings and interest with occultism. The media released numerous articles and news reports attributing killings to satanic groups, referencing the pentagram as their symbol. And thanks to events in 1968 with the album cover, Since then, the pentagram has been used in movies, TV shows, and books as a mark of Satanism or dark witchcraft. Now, the historical context of the upside-down pentagram, and even the right-side-up pentagram, has changed. They are seen as rejections of the good power that's believed to come from their right-side-up counterparts. As that concludes the history of the pentagram and how it became associated with evil, even though in its roots and still today, the true meaning of the pentagram is not evil at all. So to pull us up to date, in modern times, the pentagram is often associated with neo-pagan religions, especially Wicca. It is often depicted enclosed in a circle, a symbol known as a pentacle. 
In these traditions, the five points often represents the five elements of air, fire, water, earth, and spirit. In wicked traditions, it signifies the wearer of the pentagram has entered into the second degree of learning. This basically means that they have graduated to a higher level of learning in the craft. For others, an inverted pentagram has been changed into a symbol of evil. Today, the pentagram is often used in witchcraft for ritual practice and for protection. And still today, and still today, Pythagoras' attributes to nature's elements with the spirit is still accepted by Pythagoreans and shows them working together in harmony. Thank you to everyone who has listened to this episode, and I hope you have enjoyed it and maybe found some inspiration or something of value. My intention with bringing up and talking about the history of the pentagram and where it stands today is to help dispel the taboo around the symbol. Next time you see the symbol out in the wild, you will know it is more than just a decorative piece, but the world history and the power placed within the pentagram. And of course, a really easy and sweet way for you to support this podcast is to subscribe and download my episodes, but also telling people about the podcast and spreading the word. I've seen a few of you do this on Instagram, and I am eternally grateful for that. Thank you so much. And of course, you can let me know if you have any recommendations or stories you would like to share in a listener's stories. You can submit all of those at cronebydesign.com and click on the Submit Stories for Podcast tab and fill out the form. Your listener stories can be anywhere from things you didn't learn until they happened to you, such as how to use menstrual pads or other products, to discovering something new in yoga, or your favorite things to grow in your garden. And always, you can find me and the podcast and the metaphysical shop at cronebydesign.com. And of course, I'm still looking to see if people along the way might be interested in becoming sponsors and to start and continuing this podcasting journey with me. I am looking for like-minded businesses that would flow with my podcast and business If that is you and you are interested in being a sponsor, please reach out to cronebydesignpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you everyone and I can't wait to see you next week. Have a great one.